Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hey, if you've been enjoying the podcast, give us a, I was going to say give us a subscribe. I've been watching too many YouTube videos here. Um, <laughs> share on your Instagram, social media. Uh, we appreciate it. That's how this thing grows. But uh, welcome to everybody today. Well, let's talk about being prepared. Are you prepared? You know, all of life, uh, all of life is preparation for what lies ahead. Uh, I believe there's really three or today we're going to talk about three main areas of preparation um, uh, that I believe are important and good to focus on. The first one uh, is being prepared um, for adulthood, but God sets up childhood as preparation for adulthood. So I know many of our listeners are not 13, 14. Uh, Many of you are probably already out of the house. Your childhood time being under your parents' rule is is uh, has come to an end. But I just want you to see, because many of you will be parents one day or already are parents, you know, there are many people who uh, look at um, natural things and they take them too lightly. What I mean by that is that they look at things like how they obey their parents, how they react to their boss, their attitudes, their different things, and they look at them as as unimportant things. But remember, God always looks at the heart. Uh, there's a scripture in First John, and it says, if you can't love your brother who you can see, how can you say that you love God who you can't see? And so the same holds true. Uh, when it comes to authority, God gives us authority, and how we respond to authority is, is actually uh, shows God if we're eligible for promotion or not. So what God has done is the first thing is he set up, he set up uh, being under the authority of your parents as the first test. Anytime I get a chance to talk to young people, if I talk to teenagers, if I talk to people who are, you know, uh, 10, 11, 12 and, and, and up through their, um, their teens, I say, hey, I don't care how crazy your parents are. I don't care how ridiculous um, uh, they may seem, how embarrassing being with them is, the quirks that they have. The Bible says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for it's the first commandment with promise. You know, how you react to the authority of your parents is how God sees that you'll react. And many times how people react, the attitudes people have towards God. You know, the Bible actually says that God disciplines those that he loves. And so if your response to discipline from your parents is is adverse. If you look at your parents and say, "How did? How dare they do that? How dare they?" When when you know, and I know we're talking about stuff that we dealt with when we were twelve and thirteen. You do something and they take away. You can't play video games for a whole weekend, right? But this, the attitude that you respond to, the Bible's message to children is: children, obey your parents in the Lord, because the Lord knows how you respond to authority the authority of your parents, is is that attitude will carry over into your authority with God. When, when If God is actually saying, hey, there will be a time as a child of God, as a child of mine, that, that you will be disciplined by me, many Christians find themselves in a place of not being willing to, to receive discipline from God. Why? Because, they've, because they think they're their own person. Hey, I like having a relationship with God as long as it doesn't encroach on my plans. It's almost like their Christianity has become their like little compartment. Like, all right, cool, I got my ticket to heaven, I'm good to go. But the moment it starts, God starts, you know, they say digging in their kitty litter. The moment that that 
that there's correction from the Lord, where the Lord starts drawing your heart. Hey, repentance needs to happen. Hey, you need to go up to that altar call. Hey, you need to go, you need it. The Holy Spirit starts tugging and he's a gentleman. So he's not going to force anybody to do anything. But the moment people, oh no, I do what I want. It's the same attitude that they had when they were younger. So for you, and it really doesn't matter how old you are, if you gave your parents a tough time, you have to go repent to them. You have to go say, I'm sorry, you ha-, the Bible says, as much as within your power, be at peace, um, as much as it's up to you, be at peace with all men. It's your responsibility as the child of God to be in a place of peace with all people. And so number one preparation, God gives you uh God gives you parents as authority to see if you're eligible for promotion, how you respond to your parents. You know, my mom always used to say to me, she would spank us when we were kids. And uh, we, she's kind of a small lady and we, we got big pretty quick. So it was like, we, we weren't being spanked at 12 years old, right? It was like, I think probably six or seven was the last time. But um, she, she used to say, one day you're going to thank me for this. Every time she would go to spank us, one day you're going to thank me for this. And I thought, and as we were getting these spankings, I thought to myself, there is no way I'm ever going to thank you. But that's the attitude, right? The Bible says foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction drives it far from them. And so I would say there's no way. But sure enough, in my teenage years, when I started to realize what my mom spanked out of me, the attitude she spanked out of me, the the things that I didn't struggle when I went to Bible school, I didn't struggle with the rules Oh, the dress code rules. I didn't struggle with obey, being being willing to obey and just do what they say. Why? Because my mom was my authority. I was used to having authority. That's why many people, they, they rebel against their parents, but they end up going to the military because at some point they have to realize, hey, you're not in charge of your life. You, if you want things to go well with you, you don't get to be in charge. The, the, the theme song of hell is the Burger King theme song. I did it my way, right? You can have it your way. You can't have it your way and go to heaven. Ultimately, you will have it God's way if you want to go to heaven. Um, but God gives you childhood. And But sure enough, in my teenage years, went back to my mom. Mom, I want to thank you for spanking me. Thank you for disciplining me. Thank you that even though I didn't like it, and even though I'm sure as a parent who loves your child, you don't want to see your child crying, right? But but she knows, hey, if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. So if you didn't get spanked, this isn't my critique of your life, right? But, but ultimately, how you react to your parents. And even if you're not under their authority now, if 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 you rebelled and you ran away and whatever and things aren't good, it's up to you to clear the air as much as within your power. All right? Number one, childhood. Number two, dating and marriage. God gives you... People look at their marriage and they, they want... You know, it's funny. People want this. This is what I want in a wife. This is what I want in a husband. And they've got their list of things. And I think that's good. You need to know what the Lord's placed on your heart. I think the way that those lists, lists are written... I went about it the wrong way when I started with my list of things I needed in a wife, right? Uh, needs to like this, needs to like this. This has got to be the favorite color. I'm kidding. I didn't say that. But there's like a lot of just stuff that doesn't really matter. But people do that, but then they don't realize that everything you do as a single person is sowing towards your marriage. Uh, the question you have to ask yourself, this is the the what really stood out to me is I thought about in my, in my call uh, to the ministry, and I was in Bible school, and then I graduated Bible school, and I was working, and I was full-time in sales. And But at some point, I realized the person that God's called me to be, holding the office that God's called me to hold, preaching the gospel, um, 
what daily habits does that guy have? If I'm called to preach and I'm called to minister and I'm called to walk in signs and wonders and I'm called to take the flame, a flame to the nations, preach the gospel, become a household name. If I'm called to do all that stuff, uh, what, what daily disciplines and what behavior does that person have? That person doesn't listen to trash music, right? For me, it was the realization, man, that person prays every day. That minister prays every day. And I, at that time, I wasn't praying every day. So I looked ahead and said, how, what is that person? I'm not going to get there just by the passage of time. I'm going to get there by preparing myself for what's ahead. Everything is preparation. Your time now is preparation for what's ahead. So this goes into the other two that I want to talk about, and then I'll talk about one more at the end, but it's dating and marriage, but also preparation for your call. What is that person, if you think of who God's called you to be, what do they do on a daily basis? What do they not do on a daily basis? What of those things are you still doing? Does that person watch Netflix three hours a day? That one, who God's using. Does it, did, well, then why are you still doing it now? So God, God, you, he'll open the door that you're ready for. He's not going to put you in a place of, I often say this when I interview interns, I would, I would ask the question, if you were the pastor if you were the pastor of this of a thousand person church tomorrow, what would you do differently? They'd be like, well, I would start studying to get a message. I'm like, well, then it's too late already. You need to be studying the word now, right? Oh, I would probably have to, I would pray, right? I would, you know, I would do a lot of things different. So you ask yourself that, but on the same way with dating and marriage, if you're looking to get married at some point, maybe not now, but at some point, what, what behavior does that person have? Does that person still text other girls or other guys? Does that person still, um, does that, you, you realize that when you get, if you're a guy, if you get married, you're not going to have other friends that are girls. It does not happen. I don't have any friends that are girls. The only women in my life is my wife, my mom's, and my brother's wife, we, we hang, out with the, the, my, hang out with my brother's family a lot, and my niece, Eva, who's four years old. I have no women friends in my life. I'm not like, hey, let me call my friend. I don't spend time on the phone with girls. I don't text girls. It doesn't happen. So the question becomes, are you texting girls now? Why? Act like you're married now. Be someone that if a girl meets you, you have a standard that she says, man, that's the type of person that I want, a person who's disciplined in their text message life, right? What apps on your phone would you delete if you were married right now? Come on, somebody. Hopefully, my listeners, you're not on some of these crazy, (laughs) crazy, even some of this like Snapchat stuff. Let's be honest. What are you looking at on there? Uh Uh-huh. All right, let's get practical today. But your time of preparation, this is everything's preparation. You're sowing for the future in everything that you do. So if you would have to stop texting a bunch of girls or a bunch of guys because you started dating or you got married, then stop doing it now. Plan for the future now. I know you're maybe if you're 19, you're not trying to get married today, but act like a husband today, act like a wife today. God gives you preparation time. And then the next thing is for your call. And it's the same thing. What does that person look like? People, I see it many times who they have a job and they're like, oh, I just have a normal job. You know, I work at this place. I work at Popeye's. I work at Chick-fil-A. I work at uh, Home Goods. I work whatever. And, and their enthusiasm for their work is like, 
because they, they almost like look down at like, oh, it's just a regular job. You know, I know I'm called to the ministry, but I'm just doing a regular job right now. Everything you do is preparation. So the job that you have right now is preparation for what's ahead. How you work now will show how you will work when you're, when you're in ministry. If you're lazy now, you will be lazy in ministry. Lazy is a characteristic of a person. It's actually part of your character. So laziness, God hates laziness. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, let me read you a scripture verse because this is a Bible podcast, right? Colossians 3, 17, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. And I'm going to skip down and it says, servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as man pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of your inheritance, for you serve Christ. You can't, you can't do a job half-heartedly now because, oh, it's not what I'm passionate about. I don't care what you're passionate about. You, are you passionate about the Lord? Do it as unto Him. If the Lord came to you and said, hey, today, when you go to work at Chick-fil-A, when you go to work at Home Goods, when you go to work at, at uh, your valet job, would you do it like you're doing it for me? Like at the end of the day, you're going to talk to me and say, hey, I gave it 100%. I did it as worship unto the Lord. Your work now is preparation. The standard that you set now is the standard you'll work at when you're in the ministry. No, but I'm, you know, that's really what I'm, God's called me to do, so I'll have better mode. That's not how that works. You, cho- you set your course now. If, if it's not evident in your life now, you're not going to have it. And then realize everything's preparation. Childhood is preparation for adulthood. Your dating and marriage is dating, and, and even your time when you're not dating, singleness is preparation for marriage. Your, your time where you're not in the full call, if you feel called to the ministry, when you're not in the ministry yet, it's still preparation. How do you study the word now? But then know also that everything we do in this life is also preparation for the next life. You know that God, we don't have time to get in all the scriptures, but God sets it up that in the next life, we will rule and reign with Christ. That there'll, be a, uh, that there'll be a thousand year reign. You know that we don't stay in heaven the whole time when we're born again? Excuse me, not born again when we, when, we, when we die or when we're raptured. We're not in heaven that whole time. We're there for the seven year tribulation. After the rapture, we're raptured, right? Marriage, supper of, the, supper of the Lamb, seven year tribulation. And then we come back down and we rule and reign with Christ. We're on the earth for a thousand years. You're going to be stationed somewhere in the earth to rule with Christ. How you responded, how you obeyed God, whether it was ministry calling or not, doesn't matter. How you obeyed God and your faithfulness to God and, and what he gave you to do will, will judge the position that you're given in eternity for that thousand years. This is all preparation. Listen to me, people. Life is, life is one giant NFL training combine. If you know what that is, three-day combine where they test all their skills. Thousand years. The job you're, if you, if you want to get to eternity and have a thousand year reign and not be doing, not be the person who's raking leaves for a thousand years. I'm kidding. I don't know how that else is going to work. But people will be given responsibilities based on how they treated what God gave them now. So I'm telling you, it's all preparation. Let's be people of full effort. Let's be people who, who go after the things of God and who take every step of the way seriously. 
I think of Usain Bolt before I wrap up here. Usain Bolt, the runner. Yes, he went out and yes, he dominated, right? And he set world records. But you can't say he would be where he is without the times that no one was watching when he was training. Yes, there may have been times where there was no cameras. There was times where it was raining. There was times where it was too hot. There was times where he didn't feel like it. But it's all those times in practice. When a boxer goes out and wins in the ring, he's not winning because, he's, because of that fight. He's winning because of every time that he got and he woke up early and he went to the gym. Every step of the way matters. It's all preparation. Are you prepared? We'll see you on the next podcast.